Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. to 2-2 and we've still got more than half an hour to go and here's Ozil, Lacazette, Ozil! Hello and welcome to another Touching Gooners podcast. It's your boy Ben Coombs on hosting duty today and I'm joined by my good friend Sean. How you doing my man? Yeah, all good man. All good bro. Yeah, uh, no Arsenal seasons over for the time being so you know we're, we're scrounging about trying to find topics to discuss but the transfer <laughs> window um never leaves us lacking you know you see a new update tweet from Fabrizio Romano <laughs> Alfredo Pedula you know team talk uh football.london you know you're constantly refreshing but unfortunately it doesn't look like we have um, any significant transfer news updates Arsenal related? Um, I've got the Europa Conference final on in the background, so you know I'm I'm, I'm here on Rice Watch, um, trying to see if he's if he's got a little plan for me. He's got a little jinky majinky. Maybe we'll see something from him um, that we haven't been seeing uh, throughout this season. But Sean, how are you feeling, man? Season's over. You know what are you going to be filling your your time with for the next uh, 75 days. I, I, I see that the TG group chat has been, um, you know, quiet for the past couple of, couple of days, man. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Well, boy, listen, the time is shining, man. Jay Huss is giving us some music. Everyone needs to go outside and touch some grass. In, 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 enjoy in, in, listen, everyone needs to go outside and enjoy, enjoy the summer, man. There's, there's no need to stress over like whatever it is, what, what will be, what will be, especially in terms of transfers. I, I feel, I think I said this the other day. I feel like, like literally, Arteta killed all the leaks, boy. <laughs> like I said, yeah. apart from Rice, I actually just don't think anyone has a clue who we're interested in generally. So which which kind of makes it exciting because it will be like when we like have a surprise we'll have a surprise in it but like those nitties who want information like every two secs like that's why they're giving the same Reese Nelson update every two <laughs> every two minutes because they got they got nine kills the same man so so yeah mm. yeah it's true man and, and it's like um you know I think other than Rice you're right like we generally do not have a clue. Ornstein doesn't have a clue. He says, you know, you're hearing conflicting reports. People are saying, you know, Caicedo is on the list. People are saying Lavia is on the list. But no one knows who's the main target, this, that, and the other. And I think I quite like it um, mm. that way, you know. Um, it's a bit more mysterious. It's a bit of a throwback to, you know, the teletext days, um, who <laughs> half of these listeners won't have a clue what we're talking about when we say that. You know, I remember um, So Campbell, there, boy. <laughs> yeah, for real. I remember sitting there in IT, you know, refreshing uh, BBC BBC News um, to try and see, you know, our, um, who was that one? Uh, oh, it begins with, begins with T. That was... Uh, Which one? Hatem Trebelsi, I think that was the one, yeah. <laughs> Bro, that was a, a, we used to get linked with him all the time. Yeah, oh my that was God. a that was a pro Evo's finest man. That's yeah, a proper yeah. throwback. <laughs> Trebelsi, <laughs> Johan Gorkuf, you know, I oh, think there was um Bro, I can't lie. I can't lie. Gorkuf was like the early days of YouTube as well. Like, and mm. he was just Whenever you saw him, he just reminded you of Zidane in it, and he, was he had that like, one yeah. vi- that one sick goal where he dunked yeah, yeah, Spearman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Him, <laughs> I think there's even Miguel Veloso. I watched yeah, fair of his free kick compilations one. as well. Oh. You know, so um, and then and then let's let's not forget the one that we thought was every summer. What Yan and Villa as well, boy. That, oh, that yeah. summer was 
yeah that, exactly that, that so kind of was crazy so we'll i think it will be very interesting you know obviously we're going to be monitoring the the news updates very closely um to see what happens in a transfer window but um just from 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 my perspective i think it'd be quite interesting just to see the direction that the, the the management goes with because you know there is some speculation that you know i think let's say rice is a given as a main target we'll put that one to the side so you know it's clear that they want some sort of you know six eight type um player we don't know where where rice is going to play is he going to come in and play at the, the base of a three are we even going to stick with playing um free in midfield probably but you know maybe he wants to use him in a double pivot or is rice going to come in and take that jacker role i think that the talk at the moment is that the jacker deal's not gone through because We've not been able to sign Rice. So it looks like Rice is the replacement for Granit Xhaka. And then you look at, right, well, there's been talk of a more creative um, midfielder being signed to to ease the creative burden on Martin Erdegaard, as I think is the, the quote that I saw. And then you see people talk about Mason Mount, who um, I think, you know, thankfully, you know, I'm going to say from my own opinion, you know, other people might feel free to disagree looks like he might be going to Man United instead. Um, and there's talk of Madison, there's talk of loose links to Kudus and stuff like that. But then on the, on the flip side, there's also talk, you know, coming out of Ecuador, can you believe it, um, of Caicedo, um, you know, agreeing personal terms with it. So, you know, what do you, what, or what would you prefer um, to see this season? Would you prefer to see these more, I guess, two, defensive type midfielders or would you be in the camp where it's like right I want one of each kind of thing yeah I'm I'm in the, the former of like I've I've got myself rounded and and believing in Raisado just because generally when when you and I know you just spoke about it you know a lot of people Arsenal's the way we the way we play is quite set in stone even like you know people talk about formations but these but these things are fluid broadly speaking when you have to explain like how Arsenal play we essentially defend with five and we attack with five. Do you know what I mean? So it's about having, and, and you know, when people are like, oh my God, isn't Rice and Caicedo a bit too defensive? Like, but it's about, you know, having that defensive platform, which then allows our attackers to flourish, you know? Um, I, I keep saying to people, like people keep bringing up a striker and, and, and I get it to an extent, but we've literally just come off the back of scoring the most goals we've ever done in, in, our, in the Premier League era. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's without having what, people would classify as a majority goal scorer we had four players or we had four players who got over 10 league goals in the league do you know what i mean so we distributed goals very very nicely whereas like for example i saw the comparison today like city had obviously harland who did a madness this year but in spite of having harland they scored less goals this year in the league than they did in the league last year do you know what i mean so i, I just don't think anything is set in stone like um so yeah i i like the idea of rice and caicedo um whether that's as one as a six, one as an eight, or, you know, people floated the idea because they've seen how Caicedo has played as an inverted right back for Brighton. Um, and, you know, how we used party in the last two games in, as an inverted right back, basically, in the Zinchenko role. So when you look at it and you imagine if you were to have, for example, a, a back three of like Gabriel Saliba White with Rice and Caicedo just in front of them, obviously it can look different in build-up and in the defensive phase, but I feel like that's such a strong back five of athletes that you could probably remix whatever five you would want in the four positions because it gives mm. you that great stability. Like, let's not forget, we didn't lose the title because we couldn't score goals. We lost the title because our defensive numbers and expected goals against literally fell off a cliff, which wasn't the case for a good, what, 80, 85% of the season. So, uh, you know, uh, for me, it's about building and solidifying that base um, to, uh, to allow the attackers to thrive because I think we've shown we can score goals and I'm sure... There's probably more from certain squad players. We, you might, you, we might get onto them. ESR, um, Nelson scored quite a few limited minutes. We need more from Fabio Vieira. So I think having, especially with ESR and Vieira, having those guys behind them can maybe, you know, give those guys a bit more of a base to thrive um, mm. going forward. Mm. Yeah, 100%. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm fully with you as well, Sean, um, to be honest. I think, you know, bringing those two guys, you get you get a more like way more physicality um and then you talk about the flexibility right um mm -hmm. i think at the moment you can see it where there we lose certain pieces 
You know, the, the build-up falls apart, the team falls apart, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I think having these guys allows you to... Um, <laughs> this comment's killed me. Um, it's allowed you to... <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 allows you to, 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 to drop and chop and change certain pieces without necessarily losing the dynamics. So, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen the way we ended the, the season, the last two games, party inverted at right back. Um, mm-hmm. The last game, especially, we, we were able to play some good stuff without mm-hmm. Zinchenko. And this season, I think the football at times when Zinchenko wasn't there, when Saliba wasn't there, when they both weren't there, you know, um, build-up suffered. Um, we lost that defensive structure, etc. And I think if you add these two pieces, you get a, a bit more flexibility. Rice, you know, he can play six, he can play eight, he can. He started off as a centre-back, you know mm. what I mean? Like, you're seeing what Man City are doing with John Stone stepping in to the midfield. Um, that's a that's another potential option. Caicedo, right-back, DM, he can also play eight as well. He can play in a double pivot, which he has done for the most uh, majority of the season. Party, um, right-back, CM, um, double pivot as well you know i think he's been used a couple of times as an eight so you know i think it's um it it is it, quite exciting to bring these guys in because you know you you don't know and uh i think it's, it's especially key for you know some of these bigger games where um you want to be able to pull an ace out your sleeve do you know what i mean like what pep guardiola was able to do this season because you have all of these players who can you know so comfortable on the ball can play anywhere who would have said that John Stones is going to become his, um, you know, prototype number six and mm-hmm. off the ball, slotting into into centre-back, stepping out. And you saw him in that FA Cup final, you know. So was a a man, man in a match performance. Like, that guy was sublime um, in, 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 in that Cup final and, and probably for the last 10, 15 games of the season playing that mm. hybrid role. We saw him against Real Madrid. He just looked super comfy there. And, you know, it's it's not something that um, you would have predicted at the start of the season. And mm-hmm. even once you've seen it a few times, you now have to come up with new tactical plans on how to mm-hmm. defend against that. Mm-hmm. Very, very difficult. You know, you're asking a striker to follow John Stones from the defence into midfield. He, he was even stepping up to right wing at times, you know, picking up the ball at the edge of the box. So, you know, I like that tax, tactical flexibility. And I think mm-hmm. when you have lots of pieces... Lots mm. of players who you know can do multiple things. It allows you to you know really just throw the darts at the board, see mm-hmm. see what lands, see what works. Really experiment mm-hmm. and really um, come up with like you know lots of great uh, curveballs for 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 the season. So you know one thing that I would say is I, I'm very much keen for the club to do a lot of the business early as early mm-hmm. as possible. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got a whole summer off. Um, this time, which we did last year, to be fair, but then obviously there was the Winter World Cup, which sort of derailed things a bit further. But we've got a whole summer. I think there's an under twenty one Euros Championship. ESR's gone with the the England England team, so we'll be watching that. But you know, other than that, there's not really a lot of disruption um, when it comes to you know preparation. So you know, we saw what a great preseason did for the club last year. So mm. it would be great for them to try and replicate that. Um, this season, get those signings in early. I think Zinchenko was um, was signed before the end of July um, last year. Was able to play the last three, four um, uh, preseason games, I believe, and was able. We were able to hit the ground running, you know. Whereas you look at a team like Chelsea, who I think, for, from all accounts, had a very disjointed preseason. Um, their plans weren't. Um, really set in stone, and they weren't ever really able. I think we even beat them four nil in preseason, mm-hmm. you know, and they weren't ever really able to to build up any sort of momentum um, under Tuchel and then under Potter as well. So I think it is super key for us to get that business done early, um, for us to you know have a really really positive start to the season. But um, anything before you, I, I'll let you um, add on to that, and then we'll go on to the. The, the next topic and the main crux of, of today's point. Yeah, I, I just I just totally agree with you. I think the main thing is important is to have 
tactically flexible players. You, you've mentioned it there. Anton mentioned it a few weeks back on the pod when he um, spoke about the importance of Rice and Caicedo because of what you alluded to there, their ability to cover multiple positions. And and that that's what's important, I think, to reference is that both would be very expensive. Do you, do you know what I mean? You're talking about nearly 200 million for both of them combined. However, you'd be signing a 24-year-old and a 21-year-old who you could have for potentially the next six, seven seasons. Do you know what I mean? And that is the mainstay we're talking. It would be the engine room of the team because we spoke about how we need more athleticism in the middle. So I just think it's worth it. It's, this is the, the if you do, if they do this and say, just for example, they pulled off Rice and Caicedo, you wouldn't need to go and sign anyone major in this position for for a long, long time. And it'd probably give you the flexibility to maybe integrate like a, maybe a youngster behind them or to rotate with them. Do you know what I mean? Because you'd have that reliability with them. So yeah, I, I just think it's important. Like you mentioned with Stones, like imagine uh, Ben White's even a good example, you know, plays centre-back, plays right-back. Sometimes he steps into midfield. So imagine now, like, yeah, if we had the the example of, you know, someone we're playing a back four, but in build-up, someone steps into midfield, it's a back three, but you have that flexibility again in the defensive phase to fall back into um into a back four as well. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I just think it's very, very important, man. It's, it's about giving the manager the right tools. But again, why I'm so keen on them is because it, it gives us that platform. You know, like I said, in simple terms, defend with five, attack with five. If you have Gabriel Saliba, White, Rice and Caicedo, good luck. I'm telling you, we'll, we will crush it on so many teams because mm. that defensive stability, brother, they're all 1v1. They're all rapid. They can all handle their own zone. They're all PMP monsters. Like I said, because of that back five, you could probably mix and match whatever you want to do in, in, in the front five and probably still have some level of success just because of the base you have. And and we saw it because that was the basis of, you know, our good season mostly because we had such a consistent back five, um, you know, Zinchenko, Gabriel Saliba, White and uh, Party. That was that was essentially the back five for most of the season. And it was, and it was you'd agree, right? It was fine, like 90, good 90, nearly 95% of the time. So, and you could improve on that even a little bit further. So... So, yeah, yeah, for me, tactical flexibility. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what they do anyway. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, um, one, to, one to watch, one to watch. And I think, um, you know, now that the season has ended, it's time to revisit some of the the pre-season <laughs> predictions that we, we and the listeners made, you know. So, I think we actually had about 60 responses um, to this uh, spreadsheet. At the start of the season, I think we sent this link out in August um, and it had a whole bunch of questions on this. So, you know, I think it would be quite interesting to go back and review um, and see, you know, how <laughs> who was who was good at these predictions, who was bad and how, um, yeah, how we all how we all did really. So um, interestingly, right, I've got the responses here. So. Let me, yeah, let me have a think about how to do this. So, <clears throat> right. First question was, where would Arsenal finish the season? So we actually had um, pretty much, you know, 80% of people or 81% of people putting us in the top four for the season. 19% um, of people had us fifth. Uh, no one had us sixth or lower. So, um we had almost 50%, uh, 48.3% had us fourth, 29.3% had us... How many in the Touchy Gruners group chat had us out of the top four? How many in the Touchy Gruners group chat? Let me see, right, so let's see. Let's, let's, uh, call, out, let's call out some names. Because, okay. boy, not me, I'd like to know I had us in the top four. So looking at this, I don't think anyone actually... Mm. Oh, no, Dr. Leroy. Dr. Leroy. I see his email here. Um, yeah, Dr. Leroy had us finish in fifth. Negative. No, I don't think Anton did it. I think it was, okay. he said too many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, only Dr. Lee had us finishing fifth. I think, Sean, um, I think you had us fourth. I had fourth. Yeah, I went fourth. I think he had us fourth. Um, I see a few listeners there. I had us third, actually. Surprising. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I'm not sure about the rest of the guys. Can't see their emails here. Maybe they were super optimistic. I've got Ab Abdi Razak, you know, had us first. And <laughs> Christian yeah. Christian Kajui or K Ajue had us had us second. So one person was bang on Fair about enough, about that one. So yeah. So that's interesting. We did eventually come second. So you know. Credit, credit to those people who had us in the top four. So this is an interesting one as well. How far will Arsenal get in the Europa League? I was super optimistic on this one. Um, and and I had us as winners for this, to be honest. I just thought it's like, what, third time of asking for Arteta in the Europa League. You know, I thought we would finally, um, finally clock it, but uh, wasn't to be. I think we got to the round of 16. Right, and I didn't. I don't think round of sixteen was an option um, for the answers, you know. So it's quarters, semi, final, and winner. So, um, oh, West Ham have a penalty. A penalty as well. Yeah, I can just see a wow um, for handball. So that's lively. Who takes the pens for them? I think Ben Rama. Ben Rama, yeah. Um, he's on a yellow card, so we'll see. We'll see if he slots that. They're about to bring on Tilo Kera though, so you could get scary for them. Could get very scary for them. Um, so yeah, Sean, where, where did you where did you have us in the Europa? I don't remember actually. Did I say semis or something? I might have even said final. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, you said. Wait, no, I think you said quarters. I said quarters. No. Oh. Well, actually, I can't see your response. So. Yeah, no, I, I, think, response. I think I would have said something like semis, but semis. Yeah, yeah, I think you said semis there. Um, so next one was player of the year. Oh, this is very mm, interesting. I think a lot of people got this wrong. Very interesting. So 43 people said Jesus as player yeah. of the year. 10 said Saka. Only two said Odegaard. Um, so shout out David Richardson and C. Jallo. Um, so, so I think so Odegaard's my parody, yeah, yeah, yeah he will probably. Yeah. To be fair, up until his injury, there was a good argument that Jesus was the player of our player mm. of the season. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. so well, it, it, it wasn't a bad shout at the time. Yeah, not a bad shout. Not for me though, because of that goal drought. You know, he was yeah, playing yeah, yeah. very well, playing very well. I think honourable mention to Gabriel Party and Martinelli, who all got one vote each as well mm -hmm. at the start of the season. Um, young parody, yeah, who which we said was. Um, 23 and under. So 33 people said Saliba, 10 said Saka, 9 said Martinelli, 2 said Fabio Vieira, 1 said Odegaard, who was Harry, shout out Harry, plays for Touchline FC. Um, Fabio Vieira is an interesting response. Abdi Razak said Fabio Vieira, not so good with, with that prediction. Um, but 33 people backed Saliba, so that's that's pretty good. And pretty good. I think there's that's a strong argument because mm. especially when you see how the season ended, uh, you know, we spoke about how Jesus, Sinchenko, Party, all of these guys missed periods and we still kept going. Um, but the one who got injured and our defensive stability completely fell to shreds. So, yeah, and West Ham, West Ham scored. Yeah, Ben Rama slotted his pen, so one nil to them. De Decky Rice might be coming to to the Arsenal with a European medal under his um under his list of honours. So hopefully know. that you, hopefully that European pedigree rubs off on some of our players. Wait, we need we need some of that, man. We, we need, need some that. Of that. We need that. We need some of that. Um, surprise of the season. So this was interesting one. This was quite a a big spread between. Um, four, four players. So 15 people said Lokonga. Very hopeful <laughs> there. Um, unfortunately, uh, he did not live up to their expectations. The next uh, was Fabio Vieira. With, he also got 15 responses. So again, I think people were quietly optimistic on that one. Um, Zinchenko had 11. So I think that's a good shout. I think Sean, you put Zinchenko on this one. And what was so this for? 
surprise of the season. Surprise of the season. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think that that's a that's a pretty good shout. Um, Eddie got ten votes. He had my vote. I think he didn't really do too much to surprise. To be honest, I don't think he, mm. he can. Um, he can. He can. He can say he's got a shout for winning that category. And then we had four for Saliba, one for Odegaard, one for Mark, two for Marquinhos. That is very optimistic. I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, hey. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's that's a pretty good one. Who would you say is your surprise of the season, um, Sean? So I think Zinchenko is uh... a pretty good shout. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't think you know Zinchenko was it had a, had a mixed review the signing, um, and you know some were for it, some were questioning the price tag. But overall, I think Zinchenko had a great season, right? You know, obviously, I don't think he he is the best defensively. I mean, he's good aerially actually, but you know, when faced up, um, you know, one v one, you know, he can be beaten. But overall, in terms of how we revolutionized our play, we went from a team. To that nearly averages 70% possession a game, present possession in games, and largely that's down to him as well. So um the way he revolutionized us, I think, was was great to be fair. So um yeah, I think I think that's a very, very good shout. It would it would either because I, I don't you could have said Saliba, because I think people thought he was gonna be good. I don't know, people thought he was gonna be as good as he was. Do you know what I mean? So so yeah. Mm. So that would have been one of my two. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think um, I think Odegaard is probably a good shout, just in terms of the the numbers that he yeah. did. Um, that was a, a a bit of a surprise because because to be fair, I think uh, a lot of people knew he was capable of such, but whether or not he would actually do it um, is a uh, you know is, is 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 was something to to, to question, right? So mm. most improved player. Um, I'll start this the other way around, right? So, who do you think the most improved player was this season? Mm, most improved, most improved. Oh, uh, no, I'll give it to Martinelli. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one, that one is clear, clear for me. Fifteen non-penalty goals. Um, <laughs> I think that's that's a, that's, a, that's a fantastic season he's had. Um, and for me, he's key because he's the only real explosive outlet we have in his team. Well, I say I say outlet because Jesus offers that jinky jinky as well. So, um, but in terms of actually stretching defender defenders, creating space for others because of his ability to to pull on to the last man. So yeah, um, yeah, Martinelli most most improved for me. Um, fantastic season, fifteen goals, five assists. You know, Connor twenty goal contributions in the league. It's elite man. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a fair shout. Um, most improved. Who else would I even? I do think um, Odegaard again could probably slot into that category. I think last season, what he yeah. finished on. Oh, it's one-one. Fiorentina have equalised. Yeah, it's a great finish as well. Yeah. Great finish. Um, seven goals, six assists, or something like that. Oh, it's funny because um, uh, I played uh, this game called uh blackjack with with mm. some of my my guys everyone puts a tenor in at the start of the season you have to pick four players who you think will score um as a total of 21 goals right and mm -hmm. you need all four of them to score for the season and uh if you go over 21 then you go bust in it right so mm. basically the person who wins the money is the person who got the closest to 21 with all four players um scoring a goal yeah good little game to do with your mates you know um if anyone is interested we might be able to to run a little tg one um potentially for next season but uh, mush was in it this year right from <laughs> cop end and this guy is such a hater because he picked odegaard and saka in his right and i thought terrible shouts because last season odegaard got seven saka got um 11 in the league mm. yeah so that's 18 already so you're then mm. basically relying on you know two other players to get um uh to get one or two goals each right mm. and he basically was just he was just doubting that these man's ability to to actually score so Saka this season ends on 14 um Odegaard ends on 15 
And let mm. me tell you, this guy almost doubled um, the requirement with his with his terrible shouts. So just that goes to show, don't doubt my star boys, otherwise you end up... Do, 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 you know, do you know what, though? Even to play devil's advocate there, there were a lot of Arsenal fans who were asking where the goals were going to come from this season. Remember, people were saying, like, remember how many games we had that were, like, fine margin, 1-0 win last season? Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. Honestly. Um... Uh, yeah, so that that one, um, I'll tell you the I'll tell you the responses now. So we had nineteen people vote for Eddie and Ketty as most improved um, at the start of the season. Seventeen for Lokonga, ten for Martinelli, six for Odegaard. Fair shouts um, for Martinelli as well. Two for Emil Smith Rowe, one for Sleeper, one for Gabriel, one for Xhaka. Most improved is actually a very good shout as well. Um, for the season, so who said that? That was in fixed pellets. Um, you know, you don't have your name as your your, your Gmail. That's probably uh, a Google generated email. Actually, um, just thinking about it, but um, that's a great shout. I think as for for most improved player this season is Jaka, and I can't believe I forgot him. Go on. Oh my god! Yeah, sorry, and, sorry. That's that's a big miss, isn't it? Very mm. very big miss. That and that and that might actually be the shout. Yeah. Because he finished the season with nine goals and seven assists in all comps, which is absolutely insane. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, this season he got, like, everything combined of probably what he's done in his whole time at Arsenal. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. yeah, can't argue with that, man. Yeah, so um, we were talking about how well, um, you know, preseason went last year. And I think that is summarised with, uh, with this next one. So Premier League top scorer, right? We had... 58 responses to this um to this form and 57 people said Jesus would be mm-hmm. our Premier League top scorer and mm-hmm. one person said Gabriel and I'm assuming that they meant to say Gabriel Jesus, Jesus yeah. rather than the center back so I'm basically saying every single person thought Gabriel Jesus would be our top scorer um this season and yeah what, what can we say about that yeah, because well, he got what he missed four months and he ended up with 11. 11. How many was it? 10, 11. Yeah. So maybe because uh, he's so streaky, it's just hard to know. For about four months, maybe I think he could have maybe got four goals in that four months. I would four, say four goals so, in four months yeah, is probably yeah, about right for him, probably to be about honest, right. You know? So, so if we level out, he probably ends, he probably ends the season on about 15 with mm. so with the, with the other to so say you probably end up with all of them pretty much on 15. Do you know what I mean? So it's not it's not it's not the worst shout you know he only yeah. ended up four goals off four um, goals off and he missed four months right and he so... missed four months so you know it's not the worst shout but it did end up being martinelli um mm-hmm. which i think was a you know superb fantastic return from from the kid uh for the season so um you know hats off to him um for that so the next one flop of the season very interesting uh... this one. Yes, very interesting. Uh, uh. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. So this, this is... There's... Uh, I'm not going to say Rob Holding because it would indicate that I had a high level of expectation in him to start with. Um, but I, I think some would, some might argue it because that's where our season collapsed, essentially. Um, I think, you know, I'm not, I wasn't a big fan of Lokonga, but Lokonga did have a lot of people who supported him. And I think he's been a flop of a signing, essentially, right? So for the money spent, I don't think he's been good at all. Um, I think... I'm not going to put Fabio Vieira there, even though I could see why some could. But he has been underwhelming, that's for sure. Um, but I, I give him a bit of grace because he had no preseason. He joined us and he got injured straight away. He was in a protective boot, right? So, but I'm gonna need to see a lot more from him next season. Hundred million percent. He's going to need to show a lot more because right now, 
if Erdegaard was, God forbid, was to get injured and we had to rely on Fabio for a stretch, you wouldn't feel too confident, right? So mm. he's going to need to show us a lot more. And to be fair, I'm sure there is a player in there. There is, like, because, you know, even though he didn't play like that much or like his, his expected output is actually very, very high. I think he ended up with like two goals and six assists. So you could see the potential of how he could rack up output quite quickly, but it's more about his overall involvement and just, I just, you know, just find him too timid. Like, like if, if obviously I don't want to put it down to him, but both games that he started at home, which were Bournemouth at home and Southampton at home, we conceded inside a minute in both games, you know? So I just, you know, he, when we talk about defensive stability, um, what he offers off the ball, I just, I just think we need to see a lot more. So, mm. um, so that's a short, fire way of saying probably I might give it to Lokonga is probably mm. the player I was most disappointed in. Yeah, because, so... because because he was the one who, who everyone banked on. Everyone was like, yeah, he's going to have a, a good second season. And remember, because I think a lot of the support was that people are like, oh no, Lokonga's not a six anymore. Use him as an eight. But every time he used as an eight, especially in the Europa League, I found him so disappointing. So, mm. so disappointing. Yeah, and um, I, I, I don't really know what people were seeing when they said the, the eight stuff, especially as like an attacking eight. Yeah. Um, because, you know, if you look at how Xhaka played, I don't think there was, you know, I, I saw anything from Lokonga that even remotely suggested he would be good doing that Xhaka stuff, um, you know, mm. arriving late into the box, Um you know, really switching positions, coming out on the left wing, um, filling in for the left back, you know, um, and, and doing a lot of combination football out in that left pod. I don't really see that as Lokonga's game. Um, I see him more as, you know, a behind the ball player, more of just a double pivot player as well, yeah, to be honest. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, once we, once we stop playing um, double pivot football, I don't mm. really see a position for him. So mm. I think that's a fair one. Um Responses here for Cedric. You know, I, I don't think he played for us really this season. Did, did he even play? Did he, no, you, did yeah. he play for us this season at all? I, I, I literally don't I'm remember not, playing. I'm not sure that he did. Um, Tierney as well got six responses. Mm. Lacombe got five. Fierro got four. Smith Rowe got four. Ramsdale got three. Tom Yasu. Um, uh, Tommy Tom, Tom, Tom Yasu could be another shout potentially yeah. just because he misses a lot of football. Like, and, and you know, to the point about stability with Saliba that would have been mitigated a lot better if we could have just moved white centre back and had Tommy Asu right back that would have stopped a lot of issues you know at the back end of the season so I think for me it, I, I don't know what it is like but he needs to get himself on the pitch basically he's got to stay fit because in the two years it feels like we haven't really seen him that much like you know and we know he's got ability because I think the first four or five months we signed him he was sick even when what was it this season at home to Liverpool, where they played him left back and he did a job on Salah, thought he was really, really good. That reminded me, because you know people talk about Pep using four centre-backs. That was the game. That was way before Pep. Arteta did that way before Pep did, Salah. So, um, so yeah. In fact, yeah. I actually thought he, probably in the cameos, he might have even looked a bit better at left back than he did uh, at right back this right season back. as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Tom Yassi's in for, in for a shout on that one. So, um, I don't know what I was thinking. I did 21 questions on this <laughs> on this form. So, you know, Ant might have been right when he said too many um, too many questions. So, we will rattle through some of these. How many points will Arsenal finish on? I'm going to see if anyone actually got the exact answer. No, uh, no, one, no, no one predicted anywhere near that high. The only person is, I remember you were saying you expected an uplift, but Eight, no one expect no one said 84 points. Yeah, I think now the highest we have here, someone said 94 points. Um oh, Abdi Razak, he was smoking something when he <laughs> when, when he did this. But we did have one person, Cam's 97. Um he he, he predicted 84 bang on. Um there's oh, a few 83s and 85s as well. Um Muku John and John K. James, they said 83 and 84, so a few, but yeah, most of them are in the 70s um, for the season, a few in the 60s as well, very negative. Um, how many goals will we score? I don't even know how many goals we did score, um, actually, but um, there's a few. So that's a range there from the lowest being 65, from what I can see. On a, Someone even said 55. Wow. Wow. Oh, um to someone else saying a hundred points, a hundred goals, sorry, 120 goals. Abdi Razak again, he was Fair very enough, 
very optimistic there. <laughs> very optimistic. But if we're getting 94 points, it makes sense, um, to be honest. How many goals will Arsenal concede? And then, oh, and then basically it goes into um, the individuals right after that. So how many goals did we concede? Let me even get this up. Was it 43? Something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, 43 goals against... Wow. And it was it was like 27 when Saliba got injured or saying it wasn't yeah it was nowhere near that high so four yeah, people crazy. said um four people said 43 against as well so that's you know shout out you man John Muku again you know he's got he's got a, a few of these um predictions very close so you know maybe we should be asking him if we're going to win the league next year <laughs> or not to be honest how many goals will Jesus score uh very no one actually got this one right no every yeah i think there's a lot of people most popular response was uh 17 goals 15 Mm. people said that i think i was one of them said 17 um Probably, like we said, he probably would have got close or maybe hit it if he had if he had stayed fit do you know what i mean he didn't have that injury so yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think those are bad shouts. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Closest was, who was this? Mike's man, who had 12 goals there. So, um, very interesting. Very interesting to see how this, how many will Inketia score? I think how many did he end up with? Four. Yeah, four. His, his return wasn't, yeah, wasn't great in the end. Yeah. Um, not ideal. He didn't play that many league games, though. To be fair, no, well, actually, he were, well, he played four months, um, or three months, and then he was out the team uh, for the last for the last month or so. And when, when Trossard came came back, um, but yeah, not the best return from Eddie there. How many will Saka score? Um, so this is quite interesting. So we had nine people say twelve. Goals. Nine people said fourteen. Nine people said fifteen. And you got you got four. You got fourteen in the end. Didn't fourteen, you? yeah, got yeah, 14. fourteen and eleven assists, right? Yeah, and eleven assists, fifteen all comps. So you know, fantastic okay. season from him. Yeah, yeah, fantastic season from him. Um, so you know, can't complain there. Can't complain there. Fifteen all comps was an answer from from someone. Khalil, he's got that bang on. Um, yeah, and as I said, nine people said 14, nine others said 15 as well. How many will Martinelli score? This is interesting. So no one actually had him, or, or a few people had him, to score double figures. Um, but he ended up with 15 in the league. I don't remember him scoring in the Europa League. Mm. So, or, and No, then, he didn't. All, all, his, all his goals were in the league. Every single goal was in the league. league no pens as well so we had yeah. two people say 15 mike's man olam josh um tap, pat yourselves on the back for for getting that one bang on how many goals at esr score uh that's sad bit of a write-off season for him yeah. to be honest um no goals but left left here with two assists you know two assists um and then it was do, 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 do. How many assists will Odegaard get? A lot of people in double figures here, actually. He ended up with six assists, was it? I think it was, it was eight. Eight assists. Yeah, but he he, he should have. Uh, there was a comp I was watching the other day. He, he should have. Jesus and Eddie messed up a lot of chances he yeah. created, I'll be real. A lot of, a lot of chances he created. I, I remember even the Southampton game away there was like three for Jesus which are on the plate yeah he, he should have left he should have left with minimum 10 assists minimum 10 11 assists himself mm. so but yeah um yeah Erdegaard had a real MVP season to be fair yeah that's a that's a great return eight assists to be honest on yeah. top of 15 goals yeah that's yeah that's top top that's top top stuff um and then how many assists will Vieira get I don't even know how many he got I think he got two in that Wolves game. Um yeah. couple couple more. He, he got he got six he got six over he got six overall. That's not bad. Yeah. 
this, like I said, he he didn't actually play for for his actual minutes. It's not bad. That's why I I could I could see his output increasing. You could very see like 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 the people that compare him to Bruno. Like I could see it to an extent, but he's just he just needs to be more active in terms of his overall play. But his actual final ball quality is is very very good. Like you said, the Wolves game I we remember because he was the one who broke open both of those games with. Because I remember it was the first one he assisted for Erdogan, which was really, really... It just showed quality in it. So, But we're going to need to see more. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. And then, what is this? How many starts for party in the league? Let me get this up. I think he had like 25 or something like that. Yeah. Because um, he, he, he did... I think this is probably... The most probably, he's even yeah, played. Yeah, most he's played in the season for us, hundred um, percent. For us, so he had he actually had thirty three appearances total for us this season. Let me see if I can get the starts in the league for us. So twenty eight starts yeah. for so. us. You know that's not that's not bad and subbed in five times so uh we have four people so 28 david richardson mr abedi shown you got that bang on um and ahmed Jibril as well so you know pat yourselves on the back for that one um how many starts for tierney boy that's an interesting one <laughs> that's a very interesting one um how many did he eventually start? Uh, let's see. Age 26. He started six games. God. That is, that's tough. That's tough yeah. going. That is tough going. And it, was, and, it, and it was the season he stayed most fit in. But then, then I guess you could argue maybe he stayed fit because he didn't play. He didn't, he, didn't play he didn't play in it for. Yeah, no one even had single figures for Tierney in starts. To be honest, mm-hmm. I definitely didn't. Um, and to be honest, I think there were games where he could have started a lot more than what he did. You know, um, could have started a lot more than what he did. So disappointed season. He probably um, has played his last game in an Arsenal shirt as well. Yeah, um, Hundred. If uh, rumours are to be believed as well. Last question now was how many starts for Saliba in the league? Um, oh, this is an interesting one. This is an interesting. He made twenty-seven appearances, and I'm pretty sure all he of started every game. Yeah, yeah, he started. So. He started every, every game he was fit in the league. He started so he started, he started the first so twenty-seven games in the league. Three, so yeah, three people um, had that. So Tunde. Shout out yourself, Khalil and Said Sharif got that bang on. Um, I needed him to start a few more, man. I had a had a few few dynamic FIFA cards that needed some Saliba starts and some Saliba clean sheets that didn't didn't transpire. So you know, unfortunate with that one. But yeah, that's all that's all the questions. So some some of these uh were quite interesting to say the least. We'll be doing it again for the next next season. Mm. Um, for sure, because uh, it's always good to look back. But you know, I think a lot of these were, were weren't weren't too far off, man. weren't mm-hmm. too far off. I think you know we had a good a good vibe for for where the season was going to end, where we might end up. Obviously, you can't predict injuries and things like that. But um, I'm glad that a lot of people had us finishing in the top four, yeah. um, and the club the club didn't disappoint really mm-hmm. either. So. Um, yeah, so that's a that's 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 I think a good a good turnout. Obviously, when it comes to points totals, etc., you can see that we um, clearly did better than than what the majority of people were thinking and where mm-hmm. we we ended up in the season. So, um, so I think in that in in that vein, um, you could say that it's been a good season. Obviously, looking at the Europa League, then um, and where we, you know, I guess underperformed by not not making the quarterfinals. Of that competition, maybe you say that's the trade-off. You know, we're putting the, the points mm. on the board, and I think this upcoming season is around being able to balance Europe um, slightly better than um, than what we have uh, done under Arteta in in, uh, in in the in the most recent 
past, right? So um, we do have a few listeners' questions um, that, are, that we can run through now before we um, wrap up the pod. Um, and so SOS GN, S-O-S-H-G-N, I don't know, I, every single week, you need to tell us, at, at us, the next pod. <laughs> how do we say how it? How to say it, yeah, because I'm literally flapping every week. Um but unlike every other big club, how do you feel as fans about the fact you have no idea who our targets are this summer? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I, I'm not too, too, too fussed about knowing. My, my only thing is that whoever our first choice targets are, are who we need to get. You know, I think when you're trying to make that jump from what did we get last season? It was 69, yeah and we finished on 84 this season. So there's a bit more margin for error. You can still improve. And, but where we are now, we've got 84 points. To get like 90 plus points, there's just less margin for error in terms of what you need, what you can do. So I think it's just make sure, make sure, making sure that they're confident that whoever they're targeting is of that requisite quality and then making sure that they complete the deal. You know, we, we can't afford we can't afford a summer another transfer window of not securing first choice targets. So they have to be done. So for example, we know Rice's first choice, Rice has to be done. Um, whoever else's first choice has to be done. So that 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 would be it for me. I'm I'm not I'm not too worried overall. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, the coaching aspect has been great this season and and you know, let's hope to continue to improve on that with more improved quality next season. Mm. Mm. Very good, very good. Um, next question, next question. Wow, Jared Bowen, last minute, last oh, minute. Me. Might be offside. It might be offside. Let's check. Let's get that one checked. But last minute, that oh, is my God. That crazy. Is that is crazy. That is crazy. Um, what scenes? I want to see who played the pass. I think it's Paquetta. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I hope he's on. Oh I think he's God. onside. I think he's yeah. onside. He's well onside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's well onside. Unbelievable scenes there. That's what you call limbs. That is that is insane. Paqueta, that's money well spent there, man. Yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah. Yeah, he's, oh, he's definitely on side. Yeah. That's yeah. What a finish! What a finish! Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah, back to the <laughs> back to the back to the pod. Where were we, Sean? The the question. Um, how do you feel uh, about fans? You have no idea who our targets are. Yeah. So we, yeah, we answered that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Yonko Abs, he says, would you make Gundahan the highest played player if he joined us? Remember, mm. he'd be free transfer and only two-year deal. No, 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 no for me. Don't get me wrong. The issue is nothing to do with the player's quality. Fantastic player. We saw again on, on Saturday in the FA Cup final. Elite, elite player. One of the very best centre mids in the world. However, I just I, I don't think we can do that. And I, I don't think it, it'd be smart money to make someone a highest paid player who's about to turn 33. Do you know what I mean? And who's not going to, who's only going to be on a downward spiral, um, you know, in terms of physicality. So it's a no from me. Like I said, this is not to demean the player's ability. We know that he's levels, but in terms of, I, I just don't think he's smart from us. And I also think, you know, we, we can't keep, just buying guys from Man City, man. <laughs> be, be more innovative in terms of what you do. And there's players out there, man. So that's not the only way you can improve. And don't get me wrong, obviously, the guys we've got from City have been great. Um, but it's not the only way to improve. And it's why I wouldn't want Cancelo either. So. Mm, yeah. And I think as well, um, you know, recent history has shown us um, paying these 30 pluses making them the highest paid player etc hasn't really worked out for us um and i don't necessarily want to go back down that route you know um gunnian's probably one of my favorite players um to watch that's playing at the, at the moment you know I, I would definitely take him you know i wouldn't wouldn't be upset um about us signing him but he wouldn't necessarily be 
first choice on my list. I think, you know, it's good to pave your own way um, in, 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 in this world. Like, it might be stupid soft factor stuff there, but um, I, I, I just feel like, yeah, you know, we don't necessarily need to be signing um, too many more of, of City's ex-players. I think, you know, the football world is is quite a big one um, and you can find find your own guys. But not to say that, you know, there's Gundogans out there, um, mm. you know, growing on trees either, to be fair. So, Lukey Tyler says, say the worst happens and we get neither Rice or Casado. what <laughs> should the plan be for Edu? <laughs> Boy... Boy, 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 boy. If you don't secure one of them, big man. <laughs> listen, yeah. listen. Rodizio Rico shut down. The one in Angel shut down <laughs> recently. <laughs> I think because of COVID, not enough demand, etc. Let me tell you that. Edu, we're re reopening that one for you, man. We're reopening that one for you. You're going to go manage there, fire up the Brazilian barbecue and, 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 and get to cooking because my, my guy... If you can't land one of these, man, I think you're gonna need to be shown the door. To be honest, <laughs> but you know that's probably hyperbole um, from me. But um, you know, I, you have to see the business. You know, you have to see the business because um, what we've said previously about first and second choices, this, that, and the other, um, the club needing to land their first choices. I think is right if you've done the work. Um, You've done the work and, and shown us. I saw a tweet from you today, actually, where you're talking about, you know, there's value there in the market mm. and stuff. And I thought that was really spot on. Use the example of Liverpool, you mm. know, picking up, um, you know, Andy Robertson's, um, your Genie Wijnaldum's, uh, Salah and Mane, you know, mm. you know, when they were building their project, mm. you know, that kind of thing, there's, there's value to be had. But then, mm. you know, one thing to add to that is that when it came to them, now becoming right, we're not just want to be, you know, has beens. We want to go out and win the big stuff. They went and grabbed Fabinho the day after losing um, the Champions League final. They went and grabbed Virgil Van Dijk, world record transfer for a centre back. Went and grabbed Allison, world record transfer for a goalkeeper. Um, you know, to to and that and those are the signings that really took them and propelled them to to the, the success that we've seen where they picked up every trophy under Klopp. So we're at that stage now with um, this Arteta project. I feel that, you know, we've, we've, we've got ourselves back in the Champions League. Now it's those level raises, big, mm. bing, bang, bing, bing, bang, bosh, you know, bring me the guys that are really raising the level where, you know, because when it comes to real quality, you have to pay, you know, you have to pay for it. And, if that is where we are in this in this process right now, I'm gonna need you to spend the big. I'm gonna need you to spend the big bucks. I'm gonna need you to bring those guys in. So if you're not able to do that um, in what I think is a very crucial window for us, then boy, you know, questions have to be questions have to be asked. Um, so Stina underscore season, um, he says, should we get Patrick Schick as another striker since he is a perfect profile, can hold up the ball? And run the channels. I, I, I just, do you know this thing about like, like I said, having a, a target, target man nine. Like I'm just, for, for me, it's not. I mean, like I said, I'm not opposed to it, but I feel like people think like this is like, a, like a cause for concern. Like I said, for me, our main issue has been our build up and our midfield. When our build up has suffered, that's when the attack have suffered. Primarily, I think the attackers have been really good this season. Generally, do you know what I mean? In games where they've struggled, it's because. <laughs> we're struggling to 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 build up efficiently as as we usually do so and these things are all interlinked so for me it's not you know if we want to go big for a if we want to go big for a striker go big for a striker don't just bring anyone in please mm. yeah i can't say that i've watched loads of patrick schick to be honest i think i watched him in that one euros tournament where um i think he did get top scorer um or well, one thing to add from this question he says if german dad sees this He's better than Benzema. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely not better than Benzema. Um, I'm not too sure on Patrick Schick. I haven't heard his name in 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 a while, to be honest. So um, I don't know how he's done in Germany this year. But um, I know we were linked to him uh, a few summers ago. And it looks like well, he's only 27 now as well, actually. 96. 
Um, and he scored he scored three league goals this season. I'm very confused. But he only played 14 games, so maybe he was injured because he scored 24 and 27 last season in the in the Bundesliga. So maybe the reason I'm not seeing his his name is because he's been injured, but you know, I don't think he's on my list um for the time being. Uh duh, 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 duh. so last couple of questions. Um, Anton AFC, um, not our Ant, he says, now the season is done. What are the areas of improvement for Arteta to work on in terms of management for next season? Uh, I, I, I think rotation for me is the main thing. Boy, I can't believe West Ham have done it. Like, there's yeah, going to be jellied ill and pints of Stella flying around all my area tonight, but I'm not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> yeah, it's but, crazy. Uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, um, so the question I feel, yeah, it's mainly around rotation. I just think he needs to better integrate because obviously it looks like now Reese Nelson is going to sign. So you're going to need to use these guys more. Do you know what I mean? So you're going to have to trust them to start minutes and start games because what we don't want, and, you know, I saw someone post something the other day about Saka's minutes, like they're racking up. Do you know what I mean? So we have to be careful. We have to treat these guys well, man. So... We're just going to need to be have to be better with this. So, so yeah, um, that that for me, rotation is the main aim of the game next season. But also, that means we need more quality. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I think I'm 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 with you there on the the game management. You know, it's interesting to me because I think the start of the season when we're in the Europa groups, I thought he managed the squad really well. Obviously, we were on you know great runs in both competitions. Um so you know I think that shown me a little glimpse into the fact that you know maybe he he can you know balance um two competitions but you know I do think we need to see an improvement in Europe and, and I'm not going to put that squarely on his shoulders because I personally think that the players um lack a bit of motivation proper motivation when they're playing the Europa League. I don't think they're extremely professional in that competition. Um, so hopefully, uh, you know, we see a bit more effort um, and a bit more, I think, fight when it comes to playing in Europe um, next season. Because for me, I would have really liked to have won the, the Europa League at some point. Mm. You know, we've not been in the Champions League since the 16-17 season. Um, we had more than enough attempts to win the Europa League. And I think it's a bit of a disappointment that we we basically... Um, got to one semi, well, two semi-finals, um, and and a final without being able to to get get us uh, get ourselves over the line um, and do that because I think Arsenal as a club, a club this size with this stature, this many trophies um, in the history, should have a bit a bit more of a European pedigree. So, you know, I would like to see us, you know. Um, do better in Europe 100% um, mm. personally. Different kettle of fish in the Champions League. You know, you need to get good, 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 uh, good draws and whatnot. But, um, but yeah, I think that's the, the key area for me. Um, a final question from M4F79. He says, expectations for next season? Just as, assuming we get the targets we want just competing on, across all fronts do you know what i mean it's going to be interesting to see because like like we said with arteta and rotation i don't think we've competed well on multiple fronts previously something's always had to suffer for us to do well in something else but it's a challenge for both the manager and players to be able to compete um across compete so so for me it's to compete across multiple fronts and win something next season um it's time to win something you know hopefully it's like something big but even if it's like an uh, another like a league cup or it, but but we need we need something next season where I need something. Mm. Yeah, because because I, I I think it just solidifies progress as well. Like obviously you can tell when you're a good team, but good teams win stuff as well. So so yeah, that for mm. me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, superb, superb. Right, great, great pod there, Sean. Um, I've enjoyed that. West Ham. Um, are uh, the what Europa is this competition conference conference Europa conference, Europa league. conference league champions uh Declan Rice captaining West Ham to European glory um I don't even know when the last time they won a trophy was I think that's David Moyes is that his first managerial trophy yeah. um in his career as well so you know witnessing yeah, some history 
But now this this competition is over. Edu, submit that bid, my guy. Submit that bid. I need to see it on, on their desk by 9 a.m. tomorrow morning. <laughs> yeah, submit that bid, submit that bid. So, boy, um, Sean, thanks for joining me, listeners. Um, thanks for tuning in. And we will catch you next week with another Touch of Doom pod. Peace. Could have had that fight, but I'm in walk on sight. Man, I have to grab that mic. You're not gonna spit this time. Trying to work with a good oh, energy. Man, I'm gonna work with a bad man vibe. None of these guys can't do it. It's amazing. Like, it's Aaron Ramsey. That's foul. Man, I'm That's the response of Arsenal. Sports Social Podcast Network.